Providers Incorporated presents another Tech Watch podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Tech Watch Radio. I am Sam Bushman, your host, Jay Harrison, with me, your co host, and we're talking tech. We keep an eye, an eye on tech so you don't have to. Hi, Jay. Happy 2024, Sam. It's right around yes, the corner indeed. happening. Depending on when you hear the podcast, it'll be happening already, possibly. Um, do you have goals? Do you have a New Year's resolution, Sam, for 2024? Goals, goals come on now have you had any time no, to I, even think about that yet <laughs> i actually believe in new year's resolutions a lot of people don't believe in them right uh, and uh i you know it's a little nuanced i believe in them in the sense that that i think that they say that if you don't write down a goal it's not really a goal so you need to kind of write it down and kind of codify it i believe goals new year's resolutions all these different things what you really need is an accountability partner uh, in, in my humble opinion to make something work to stick with something uh, and a lot of people don't believe in New Year's resolutions because so they're like, ah, nobody sticks to them anyway. Why, what would a date have to do with all of a sudden being motivated to do something? I agree with all those points they make. Right. But I would also say anytime you get a chance to better yourself, anytime you get a chance to make goals or set landmarks or chart your course or assess where you are and re, re kind of calibrate the compass, so to speak, I think it's always a good thing. And so in general, I'm for New Year's resolutions. I'm not for making them under pressure uh, because other people want you to. But I am for kind of stepping back and saying, hey, what do you want to try to accomplish this year? What do you want to try to do better at or become knowledgeable at or whatever the case may be? Uh, and, I, and I think there's wisdom in that for people to kind of uh, assess that, think about that, write that down, create an accountability partner. I don't think a New Year's goal needs to be a sink or swim. In other words, a, a success or failure. I think most of the time we miss our mark. We don't always get there. But I think it's the journey that is what counts. And I think the journey is key to this thing. And, and, and I bring that up because that's how we make incremental gains in tech as well, Jay. You know what? You don't all of a sudden just say, hey, we got AI. We first said, hey, let's, let's see if we can build a computer. Let's see if we can make a machine. You know, and then eventually it's pretty soon you got one on everybody's desk. And then you say, you know what? The desk ones are too big. Now you got one and everybody's laptop. And then you say, well, no, that's too big. Now you got everybody's phone and the phone computer is more powerful than the in your hand than the first computer ever was and stuff. So everything is kind of incremental. Pretty soon that'll be too big too. You have to have it embedded in your head or something. Well, I hope not. I'm kind of off the the embedding (laughs) the plan. We'll get to that by the way, uh, later in the show here in just a second. Yeah. But in in the meantime, um, I, uh, have kind of some tech goals that I think are are worthy of working on. And I'll tell you what they are. You ready? I'm ready. It's weird. Should I write these down? Uh, if you want to do them, yeah. I'm just kidding. If you don't want to do them, then you probably shouldn't write them down. But here's the deal. I think tech, we need to remember tech is there to serve you, not to own you. And I think oftentimes we get led around by the tech nose. I don't know what you call it, ring in the nose, tech ring, whatever. Uh, You get led around by the nose by tech a lot of times. Uh, Pretty soon you're just running around and, and obeying tech all day. It's owning you. It's controlling you. It's You live to, to satisfy tech, and it needs to be the other way around. It's stressing you out. Yeah. Tech works best, ladies and gentlemen, when it solves simple tasks for you. Tech works best when you don't even think about the tech. You just use it, and it's so ubiquitous and so seamless and so easy to use and so clear and simple that you don't even really um, think about it. When you're starting to think about tech as the average person— Instead of because you love tech like us, but I mean, the average person, when they think about tech, it's only when there's problems, Jay. And so one of my goals is to start to simplify tech in people's worlds. You know, the nature is to add, I'll just take Microsoft, for example. Uh, you know, they want to add everything. What are they going to do for the next version of Word? How are they going to make it more powerful, more capable, more? We've already kind of crossed that Rubicon to where now, man, that big ocean liner needs to become a speedboat, buddy. 
We need yeah. to simplify this down and say, look, 80% of the people use, what, 20% of the features? Whatever the case may be. We need to kind of start to simplify tech. And so that's my initiative for 2024. How do I, for my clients, for my people, simplify tech and make tech serve them, not own them? Make it not in the way. Make it simple. Make it easy. Make it clear. Make it comfortable. Make it all these. So simplification of tech is my goal, Jay. That's a good one. Good one to have. You want it to be people to interact with it, but to be seamless and and not uh, a burden and not something they have to think about every time they interact with it. That is the quest. That is the goal. Yep. Uh, Do you have any tech uh, resolutions or goals, Jay? No, you know, I haven't thought about it a ton. I probably should give it more thought. Um, I don't have any, um, you know, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, like you said, as far as um, setting them up and and saying, oh, I got to stick to this thing or whatever. Generally, if I think of something that I think needs to change or or I see, I just implement it immediately as far as as soon as I I would learn about it. I don't, I certainly don't wait till the calendar year to make a change like that. So, yeah. no, I mean, certainly there's things I'd like to see for the world and peace and prosperity and things like that. But And you kind of reflect on those in these times when you see a calendar year because there's that arbitrary shift in in time and time off and things like that. But um, not anything that I've certainly not put on paper, to, to go back to your point of view. It's not a goal unless you yeah. write it down. You know, I, don't, I guess I don't uh, have any. you got to work on it, buddy. Yeah. Anyway, so Sam's Tech Goals for 2024. I'm going to call it Operation Tech Simplify, Jay. Okay. That's what I'm going to call it, Operation Tech Simplify. Uh, and it's just kind of, you know, patterned after whenever the military gets some project or whatever, it's Operation This or That or whatever. It's just going to be for fun, Operation Tech Simplify. That's what we got to do, man. Speaking of that, there's a new and urgent bank fraud alert that people need to kind of realize, Uh-oh. understand. They call it the infamous, and I don't know how to say this, Xenomorph? Xeno. Morph Android malware is the problem, Jay. It's known for targeting 56 European banks in 2022. It's back in full force, Jay, targeting U.S. banks this time. Uh, And financial institutions and cryptocurrencies and everybody else are subject to concern on this thing. Uh, The cyber security and fraud protection company. uh, How do you say this? Threat Fabric? is the one that's uh, kind of highlighting this threat for us all, Jay. Wow. Now, is this Xenomorph, is this with an X or a Z? Z. Okay. I've not heard of this one before. Uh, Don't no, be- I'm sorry. It's with an X. I'm sorry. It's oh, it is X. with an X. Okay. So, Xenomorph. Yep. It, it's um, Xenomorph, yep. Yeah, I think that's or kind Xenomorph, of a play Xenomorph. on the um, Alien versus Predator um extraterrestrial species thing you know and that's where they're getting the name for the virus yeah i don't know what to think about it though jay do you think it's a big threat for us all i i think that it's there's always threats right and and they seem to be more prevalent on um android phones more than ios uh, because it's just a, a more open architecture in the same way that you, you have more viruses on Windows than you do in, in Mac because it's a, a walled garden and it's easier for them to control and to do some of that things. It doesn't mean that either one is impervious to it. But, um, you know, I, I personally would probably, if you're going to be doing banking and stuff, if you can afford it, if you can get one, and you can get them sometimes pretty cheap, secondhand, things like that, or a couple models back, um, stick with an iPhone. 
I I do think and have heard from other news sources and places that iOS is what which is the operating system for mobile that's tablet and phones for Apple is currently the most secure operating system in the world uh, more than yep. Linux or Windows or anything else and so if you've got mission critical stuff like your banking maybe stick to that stuff or at least make sure that you're on a really clean you know trustworthy PC or or dedicated PC one that you're not doing you know, whatever, letting your kids use or playing games on and stuff like that. Um, you know, those are all good ideas, I think. So, uh, I, but I think it's something no you should take seriously and, and be aware of these. Yeah, they say this malware is being spread mostly, listen, by posing as a Chrome browser or Google Play Store update, Jay. So, you know what? When you see that, when a user clicks on that thing, they're giving permission for the update to happen or whatever. That's what it's going on. So, if you get one of those, Make sure that it's something that you're really doing and that you're expecting that it's making sense, that it's like, yes, I'm, I'm updating uh, this app or I'm doing this. Don't just get fooled into going, oh, something needs an update. Click. Yeah. Don't do that. And in a lot of places, you have to do that manually. Um, I think Apple and iOS has done the right thing as far as app updates happen seamlessly in the background. You don't even really see it. I mean, Sam and I were just talking about an app um, for Loving Liberty, and we were checking it, and you know, he was like, well, what version are you on? And I looked, and I'm already on the latest version. Like, it just came out, and I'm already on it. So they're doing things right there, I think. Yeah, and they say besides being alerted to this, to this scam, make sure your partners and family and, you know, Everyone you know, and you should be aware of a few ways to protect yourself. I think that's kind of key, too. And so we highlight that. Avoid links and attachments in any unsolicited email, Jay. Yeah. Simply reviewing a document can infect your device. People need to understand that. Update your browser. To do that, simply close it and reopen it, they say. And when you do You don't necessarily have to download an application. Usually you have to go into help or something like that or whatever and about and then restart it, right? Yeah, but anytime you're served up an update or told that your browser needs to be updated, go to the store or if you're on a PC, go to help and about. Use the the proper channel to update your computer or your, your browser. Don't accept somebody's update or their word that you need an update. You know, if you think you need an update... Do it the proper way. You know, if, if you're on a PC, like I said, it's helping about. If you're on iOS, you would just go check the the uh, the store. If you're on Android, it would be the Google Play Store. And make sure you're doing it the right way. Don't just trust somebody that says, "Hey, you need this." Or hey, pretty much, if you don't, if you're not searching it out and you're offered something on the web, you're better off just saying no. Amen to that. Remember, bank fraud can manifest itself in many different ways, including phishing scams. Cyber criminals send an email or a text or something that they want you to do something on. You're going to get some benefit or something like that. They say check fraud. Criminals may forge or alter business checks. And this is a huge one, Jay, right now. They're saying the post office, um, when you send checks to the post office, it is dangerous and causing all kinds of problems. Unauthorized wiretapping can happen. They can compromise your credentials that way. Account takeover. Employee fraud. There's all kinds of stuff out there. And I don't mean just to run around and scare everybody with the fraud, but to protect yourself, use strong, unique passwords for your online banking accounts and never store them in your browser is the biggest one that I see here, Jay. So how are they grabbing people's check information out of the mail? Are they scanning through it? or? Um... I, I think they're scanning through it, and I think people are basically grabbing checks, and they're changing those checks, and so then they're cashing them so you can't mail cash anymore you can't mail a check how are you supposed to send people money when you want to 
well, that's, you know, that's what the dilemmas are all about. But they're just saying that, hey, so if you send a check to Sam Bushman for 75 bucks, somebody might steal it, add a zero, cash it for 750 bucks and drain your account, and it's hard to fight to get the money back. Wow. That's not cool. <laughs> it's just, whoa. But listen, to protect yourself, use strong, unique passwords for your online bank account and never store your passwords in your browser. That's kind of the, the, yeah. the final takeaway I'd give on this one. Use a uh, password Jay. manager, too. Now, they say change your passwords monthly, and I don't agree with that. I disagree with that strongly. I don't think you should be right. changing passwords very often, unless there's a break or, or a breach or something where there's a, a good reason for it. Um, I don't think you should have to change your passwords. If you're using passwords properly, you should almost never have to change them. <laughs> because they're so long, and they're, they're uh, zero trust, which means, you know what, you don't even remember or know what it is. You can't give it away or anything else, and it's... It's secure. They say, always turn on multi-factor authentication so that you'll know if people try to log into your account without knowledge. That's always great advice. Check alerts for large withdrawals. Get fraud insurance. I think you should have. Make sure you have strong cyber protections in place. There's a lot of stuff to do here, Jay. You should have alerts for every withdrawal, anything over one penny that comes out of an account. I mean, unless it's unless it's so huge or say it's a business account and everybody's hitting it, but somebody, even your whoever, your accountant or somebody should be watching and on your personal stuff for sure. I think you should have, you know, let it text you a thing and you're just like, oh yeah, I know what that is or I know what this is because you, you also have a certain time window on um, credit card theft or, or debit card. Sometimes it can be as small as seven days, credit card, sometimes 30 days, whatever. But the earlier you catch it, when you catch it within minutes and you're calling your bank saying, Hey, I don't know what this is, but this isn't me. The, the faster you catch it, the more um, likelihood that you have of saving it, turning it around, and not being held responsible for it. So personally, in, in most personal accounts, I would recommend you should have an alert for everything. Every credit card, every bank account, it should be notifying you on a, like a text if they'll do it or maybe an email at worst so you can batch it up and check it once a day. But make sure you're checking every transaction that comes through. Yeah, one last point that I have on this is one of the ways that I know people solve this is they get a, uh, a checking account or a simple bank account with a debit card associated. Uh, and they don't have that as their main account, but it's their main account to do online stuff. Yeah. Just for example. And what they do is they transfer just enough money in there to cover whatever they're working on and doing. So if I have monthly expenses, I can look at it monthly and say, look, I'm 1500 a month is coming out of this. I'm going to just make sure that I put in enough to kind of cover those things. And, and then I'm going to live out of a different account. And so there's ways to separate your accounts and mitigate your, even if it does get hacked or even if it does get uh, your identity stolen or whatever you want to say, or the credit card got breached, um, they might be able to take out that money, but they're not going to take out all my money. Or So there's ways that's to work on that, strategy. too, that's worth, worth working on. It takes a little bit of babysitting, but it's a whole lot less work than getting hacked or getting you know betrayed, Jay, because that is, I'm, I'm telling Absolutely. you, I ha I've had my identity stolen. It, it, it is gnarly. I know people that use Cash App accounts for this, the very thing of what you're talking about. It's a debit yeah, card. Great example. It's got a card that you can turn on and off instantly in the app so you can shut it down if you want or turn it back on only when you need it. But people can then just dump you know, a couple hundred bucks or a thousand, whatever they want to put into that account, and then it limits their liability. If anything gets hacked, anything gets broken, uh, you know, they, it's just whatever. They can shut down that account even, restart one, get a new number, anything they want, but they have that. They're not giving out or using their main bank account their real yeah that's my nest point. egg yeah and i think that's really really wise counsel uh to protect yourself i know it takes some work and i know it's like oh sam it won't happen to me but i'm telling you you're gonna thank me later if you do it Absolutely. Uh, i promise because what they're saying about a lot of this bank hacking and everything else jay is 
it's not if, it's, it's when. when. Yep. Right, and that's kind of the biggest concern in my mind uh, about it is that I don't know anybody. When will it happen to me? Right? Yeah. Do you know anybody um, who has never gotten hacked? I mean, maybe a, a new kid's account or something like. That. But anybody that's that's active and doing. I mean, everybody I know has had it happen to them where they've got to get their card reset. I just had one last month, a credit card that. I have no idea who got it, how, whether they brute forced it or whatever, but all of a sudden $2,200 from Macy's in Chicago shows up, and I'm just like, no, that's not me. But again, I had account alerts on, and so I got an email about it immediately. And not only that, but I, not only did I get the normal email about the transaction, but in this case I even got an email from um, Capital One and said, hey, is this a transaction that's you? Because it looks suspicious automatically. So they were already on top of it, but um, you know, you, you got to have those alerts and you got to know what's going on. Amen to that. Final story of this edition of Tech Watch Radio. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to, ladies and gentlemen. Brought to you by NetworkProvidersInc.com. Um, the race to put brain implants in people is heating up. Now, a lot of times people want to make this political. I don't. I want to talk about the tech. Emily Mullen writes the piece and basically says, thanks in part to Elon Musk's uh, agenda, the field of, quote, brain-computer interfaces has captured both public and investor interest uh, I guess with a bunch of companies now developing quote implantable devices uh, you might see some of this at the CES show if you went Jay uh, but this is kind of interesting indeed to say the least what do you think of this I think that it's kind of scary and I don't mean just for um, you know crazy reasons I mean having wet wired hardware in there you 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 put yourself up for infections or problems like that. I mean, there's just like, I don't know that you want to breach the breach the skin, so to speak. Now I could see maybe some sort of headset like glasses or a uh, piece that would, that would be able to monitor brainwaves or interact some way like that. That would be a little bit more sensible maybe, but some of the stuff I've seen like from Elon Musk's team, they're literally implanting things into your head. And I don't know that I'm a big fan of that. I wouldn't, I certainly personally I don't think I would be first in line to try that out myself. I would um, shy away from that stuff quite a bit, I think. Well, I agree 100%. And I think in general, anybody who's like, hey, why would I want that? I don't want that in my day-to-day uh, -day whatever. Um, but I look at it a little differently, Jay. And let me kind of explain the thought process. I'm not for this technology just wholesale. In other words, I don't want them just to say, oh, I'm going to plant this thing in my head and take control of my brain or kind of a thing or whatever. That's like crazy and scary and everything else. But these, a lot of these things are going to do things for people that are helpful. So I'm going to be going um, and getting some disc replacement surgery in my neck. So they're putting these hardware discs in there. Uh, and so, you know, we've had body parts replaced and whatever for a long time. When will this be an implant for appropriate or purposes versus problematic purposes is the question. Technology is not bad. It's how it's used that becomes kind of the issue. And so if you say, Sam, um, rather than you putting on uh, something to test your blood sugar or whatever else, we can put this little thing under your skin that can then transmit to your watch. Then can give you all these daily stats on your health and everything else. And, hey, it's a really simple uh, whatever. I mean, is that any different than a pacemaker? You wouldn't hesitate to get a pacemaker if you needed one. Right. It's a device implant. Well, and I so think the, the line is what it's for and who's in control of it, right? Yeah, certainly. And I think there's a difference between um, when you're trying to repair something or you're trying to 
fix an issue versus just like augmentation for the sake of uh, exploration or, or, you know, like, hey, I'm going to be able to turn my lights on when I walk in the room or just by thinking about it. Do you want to get a brain surgery for that? I don't know. But if they had something that say, say somebody's had damage or or a stroke or this could repair your eyesight or something like that, like it's it's different I think that way also, I mean, for example, if you're getting discs or, or a shoulder replacement, you know, you've got an issue with your shoulder. It's it's already hurting or it's got problems. They're having to replace the joint. That's more of a repair issue, and, and that kind of warrants that sort of invasive thing. But, you know, just to be able to turn your lights on and go get brain surgery for that, I don't – I'm not a fan, uh, you know. Well, or to expand your memory or for somebody to control you or whatever. It gets very concerning yeah. in a heartbeat. But, look, pacemakers came out a long time ago, and I remember even in – Oh, probably 75, my dad got a pacemaker, and it literally saved his life and ran his life till he died in 2006. Uh, and, you know, he lived 30-plus years with the pacemaker, and it was a blessing and a half. And so that's then a, we need to kind of realize that that's the, a these investments worth it. the technologies are not bad. Yeah, It's when and by who and how and what the purpose is um, that I think we need to look at. We need to look at every, um, whatever you want to call it, every case separately. Yeah, and say, the case, you know, way there's pros and cons, and everyone's going to draw their lines differently. Some people don't mind having their DNA done. Others are like, no way, I'm not doing that, right? Yeah, so and it, I agree it's with a that. Like, thing. I think that people should have the choice. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not against it in the saying that you can't do it or somebody else can. I'm just saying, personally, I, I might not, but other people would feel differently. I mean, there are people that are differently abled and, and people who are more uh, on the exploratory edge. And, and I think Elon Musk is one of these guys. I don't know if he's getting it done himself. I, I don't know. But, you know, he's kind of a guy that's like he lives on that bleeding edge frontier and uh, good for him. I mean, we need people like that. If you didn't have pioneers and innovators like that, there's a humanity would stagnate. And I'm in the middle of Jay and, and saying, Elon, I'm not a frontier guy on this thing by any means, but I'm also not the guy never to do those things. I'd evaluate it personally, each example and say, does this have a need? What are the, what's the upside, the downside, the risks, the benefits? Uh, and I would basically make my determination on a case-by-case basis. That's me. That's how I would Agreed. Go. Same here. I, I think I'm actually more like you than you might think. <laughs> <laughs> Jay would never do it, but I might, you know. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. It's a, Really, the point that I'm getting across about this is technology is not good or bad. I understand that. It just exists. It's how it's applied by whom and what their goals are and what their intentions are. You know, the pacemaker was never used against my father in a negative way. It just saved his life. It kept his heart stable. And, and it, okay, it, may, it let him live a wonderful life for, for literally like 30 years plus kind of a thing um, where he would not have had. He would have died without it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, it's really valuable. There's also other implants where people have um, like uh, things for uh, insulin or things for pain sometimes that make some sense. Yeah, or uh, inner ear a ton implants of pain. to be able to hear again. Yeah, cochlear ear implant, right. So, um, you know, we need to look at it that way and not panic about it. But we also need to be wise and not let it become big brother um, implants or control mechanisms or somebody else deciding things that we don't want thing. That's where we need to make sure that we get the laws and the, you know, we need to think through this and debate this and have it well thought out. We can't just run into it headlong. Uh, and that's the, part of the reason we bring it up on this show and discuss the kind of ins and outs of it from a technology point of view is to kind of let people know, look, these are things the average American needs to think about because they will eventually cross your desk. That's right. We want. Okay, they will eventually come to a body near you. We like want yours. technology to serve you, not own you. <laughs> right, Sam? That's right. It's absolutely right. 
and it's an important distinction to make, I, I would clarify. That's the final story, story of the hour. If you want to share these podcasts with your loved ones and friends, npitechguys.com is where you go. We're on Apple Play. We're on all the killer services. But we built a new website. If you go there, you can see all the podcasts and all the show notes, and you can listen and share it with your friends and everything else. If you click a button, you can see all the news that we track at Network Providers, Inc. as well. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Check it all out at npitechguys.com, will you please? And if you need anything, Sam and Jay are just a, what, an email away? Talk at techwatchradio.com. You can email us. We'd love to hear from you anytime. And uh, the best part of it all, ladies and gentlemen, is we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Thanks so much. Happy New Year. Make it a great tech day, will you? Hey, thanks. <laughs>